going live. And three, two, one. What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode three of the Modern Gamer Podcast. I am your host, Jeffrey Jewell, a.k.a. the writer of Backlogvania and the chief contract content contributor for ModernGamer.com. To my left, maybe your right, is Mr. Steve Wall, CEO and founder of Modern Gamer, as well as just the all-around best beard in the business. Uh, Thank you. Steve, how's it going, man? That's going well, man. How are you doing? I am okay. I am extremely tired, but such is life. Yeah, right uh, Playing too many games, so, man. <laughs> not enough. Not enough time to play games. Yeah, no um, I know it's been a couple of weeks since we did a podcast. Um, what's new in your life, man? What's going on? Uh, honestly, man, uh, getting ready for uh, some of the new consoles coming out, getting ready for the new graphics cards coming out, trying to decide where I want to budget my money. <laughs> uh, we'll definitely be talking about that, I think, throughout this. Um, How would everyone decide where to spend their money with uh, PlayStation 5 rumored to be in the upwards of anywhere from six to $1,000 in some outlets, and then money, you got graphics money. cards that cost $2,000 probably. Yeah. It's all up there. I mean, how, I mean, how does one without kids and an endless supply of disposable income? <laughs> endless? <laughs> Who do you think I am? More, more endless than me. Uh, I mean, it may look like I have endless disposable income with yeah. new Power Rangers showing up behind me every week, but about $20 figures. These are not, uh, you know, $600 graphics cards or a PS5. So, man. I think I figured out my my plan for the uh, for the PlayStation though, so I, I think that's going to be the one that I end up grabbing. I've got the PlayStation Four and the Xbox One X, so I think I might just take those to uh, to GameStop, trade them in, get like six or seven bucks, and I put that towards the new one. Uh, <laughs> oh no! Did, did I see the rumor correctly that the PlayStation Five you have to enter a raffle to even be able to buy one, or is that just like some retailers that are like raffling like uh, off, like ability to buy one i mean i haven't heard that but i i hope not um i know that there are some people that are getting like uh pre-order emails or something from playstation to like put in their information if they're interested in in pre-ordering i haven't gotten anything um so i don't know how they're they're choosing that um specifically but yeah i haven't i haven't heard that so if that's what they're doing that would kind of stink uh, let's see. PlayStation 5 pre-order raffle sign-up orders. This is from shacknews.com. Uh, Sony has opened up sign-ups to existing PlayStation users for what essentially is a raffle to pre-order the initial launch quantity of PlayStation 5 consoles. So that would make sense. Um, more than likely, there's going to be uh, not enough supply to meet the demand uh, that is the PS5. Even if the price is ludicrous, there's still going to be uh, more than enough people that will buy them. And then... Sure. Not, not all those people will buy them because they genuinely want a PS5. Most of them will probably buy them because they want to resell them. They want to resell them, which is exactly what happened with both uh, the PS3 and the PS4, um, which sucks. But you know, it's the nature of of living in uh, a commerce-driven society like ours. Um, I guess. So 
are you going to try to get in that raffle? Is that, is that what no, you're I'm to not going to get trying to get in a raffle. Like I'm not that big of a hurry to get one. Maybe if they had so, some, maybe if they had some exciting uh, launch titles, maybe, but they, they don't. Yeah. <laughs> so, Hey, what about games to play on your, on your fancy new PlayStation five? Nah, man, just, yeah, dude, just but I have it on. though. <laughs> yeah. I have to get an, another desk to hold the thing too. It's apparently huge. Uh, yeah, and it looks stupid. Uh, it's like the stupidest looking. Like, it's a bit people. Bit bulky. People on the Xbox, the Xbox Series X, like the look of that. But I mean, at least it looks like something else that you might have in your house. It might just be a space heater, but at least it doesn't look like <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't look like I don't know what the hell the PlayStation Five looks like. It doesn't look like a video game console. It, it, I mean, it looks like something that will not fit anywhere. I'll have to yeah. like literally find a place to put it and figure it out. I don't know. I'm not excited. I wish it, I wish they had a black one, not a, a white and blue one. Doesn't go with anything that I have. Black's on the inside, man. <clears> got it. The PS the PS4 literally is is like it's not a flawless design by any stretch, but it's fine. Like they didn't have to yeah. mess with that. Like just give me a black rectangle, man. I don't need these consoles to be fancy. Like it just give look me like something. A spaceship. Preferably something I can either put horizontally or vertically, like whichever you, yeah. you're gonna give me the option to do that, that'd be okay. I'm not requiring that. No. Like, these new like it's almost like they're making fun of us, honestly. Um but yeah, we'll get I know, some, right? we'll get some these guys there. So <laughs> uh, let's get into some of our topics. So we're gonna talk a little bit about what we're playing, what we're excited for. Um, we'll get into a little bit of news, specifically talk about uh, a lot of stuff from August since we clearly uh, didn't get a chance to do enough episodes this month. Talk a little bit about PlayStation State of Play. Talk a little bit about Nintendo Switch. New rumors abound for new Nintendo Switch models. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about GamesCon, kind of some of the stuff we're excited for there. Uh, NVIDIA and their conference that's happening on Tuesday, so probably by the time this podcast is out, will already have happened. Yep. And then we'll talk a little bit about game betas and what we're currently playing uh, in terms of betas of games that are coming out. So um, first, what are you playing right now, man? What, what's uh, What's in your console? Um, the, the main things that I've been playing right now, not to jump into betas, but I'll, I'll talk about it more, uh, later, but, uh, primarily the last week or so, um, I think that's about how long it's been out is I've been playing that new world beta, um, having a blast doing that, put in quite uh, a pretty significant number of hours into that already. Um, and then, uh, Star Wars, uh, the, I almost said Star Wars Galaxies, geez, uh, Star Wars, the old Republic, um, got added on to steam um so i jumped back into that and the community is uh feels alive again which is really cool um it's like it's a, old old game but it's now on steam so is it just like yep it's kind of reborn on steam yeah revitalized yeah so it's always it's been free to play for quite a, a number of years um but their launchers kind of never really been super great um and it kind of it honestly uses the same launcher now. You just can play it and click play through Steam, and it opens up the launcher. Um, their their BitRater software gets to be eliminated, which is nice because that software is not super awesome. Um, but uh, you know, it being kind of thrown on Steam, you know, as a banner and everything, it uh, it's breathed a little bit of, breathed a little bit of new life into it. Um, so there's a pretty significant number of people that are jumping in and playing. Um, which makes the early stuff really fun. Um, because if you played, you know, I mean, anytime you play an MMO that's been out for 10 or 11 years, I think it's been nine or 10 years, actually. Um, 
because I think it was December of 2011 is when I started playing. I think that was the beta for it. Um, <clears throat> uh, if you start jumping in like in the middle or, you know, even a couple years ago, everybody's already at end game. You don't really have anybody to play with. Guilds were kind of ghost townish. Um, if you even were in a guild that had anybody in it. Um, so this has been really nice because there's just been a ton of people in there everywhere I go so far. I started a new character running through the whole storyline. Um, and there's, there's people everywhere. It's, it's easy to queue up for a PVP match. It's easy to find a party if you want to do a, you know, a, a world boss or a raid or anything like that. And it's, or, you know, a, anything like that. It's, it's a good time. Um, so I've been playing a lot of that again. Is Bioware doing anything new with it, or is it just like literally the old game? Like, there's no new content being created. They, for it? the last expansion, um, I think it was called Onslaught, um, came out in, I want to say September or October of 2019. There has not been anything really since then. Um, they've reworked a couple of things, they've added some small things, but nothing like DLC or anything like that. Um, it's just, hey, we we threw this game up on Steam. I think it was a, hey, can we get some more life into this game? Um, because they the, the population was dwindling, and I, I think maybe maybe they were, you know, considering pulling the plug on it. But now with it being kind of brought back to life, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, they start making some more content. Um, I'm sure they've put hundreds of millions of dollars into that game. It's got such, cr I mean, they bioword the hell out of it when it comes to RPG. Uh, the RPG side of it, there's voice actors for everything, tons and tons of quest dialogue. Like it's it's a blast. Um, nice for me at least. I, I I mean I'm a big Star Wars dude anyway, so there's that. I tried it out on like I think we talked about it on one of the other episodes. <clears throat> Someone had their copy of it. Um, RJ, if you're out there, if you're listening, I still have your copy of. Oh, that was Knights uh, of the Old Republic that you were talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I different. Did try I did try Old Republic though. Um, okay. The MMO, and I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. But I just so far <laughs> I have very few MMOs that I've ever been interested uh, past like the first little bit because I feel like an idiot playing them. But yeah. um, I didn't really enjoy either of them personally. Even as a Star Wars fan, I was just like, ah, I wasn't there. But that's cool that even a game that old is still getting, uh, still getting some love. So absolutely, that's cool. Yeah, and I mean, if you didn't like it, that's fine. Everybody's got to be wrong every now and then. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, I'm not afraid. Uh, <laughs> what's that? <laughs> I'm not afraid to be wrong. That's fine. It's okay. <laughs> what about you? What are you playing, man? Uh, for me, uh, not a whole lot. Um, we talked again. We'll talk about betas <clears throat> here at the, end of the show. Uh, but I did play the Marvel uh, Avengers beta. Oh, okay. Um, good buddy of mine. Um was really excited about it and he kind of talked me into it uh as far as far as like he bought it wonder who that was <laughs> uh, so he uh he was like really high we used to play destiny together and um he's been really hyping it up and so uh he he bought it for me for my birthday and that got me the pre-order uh beta key for i think it was the second week of august so uh we got to play that a little bit that was super cool uh, i'm excited for that um but i've also been playing um the messenger which i think you talked about a little bit in your uh the indie, indie games game. yep yep uh you talked about the messenger and now i might have even mentioned it uh once or twice uh in one of the other posts i've done but I'm playing that right now um and that's one of those games that like i don't have a ton of time to play um so it's cool that i can i can kind of jump in and play that for a little bit and then not like there's not a ton of narrative in it so there is a little bit but it's 
mostly very tongue tongue in cheek, but yeah, um, it's super interesting. It's a game that I don't know. I don't know if you know if you like really played it when you talked about it in your article, but essentially it's a it's a like two D side scroller um, that about halfway through the game it opens up into a Metroidvania. And so, so it's right up my alley and it's cool the way it does it. It's, he starts out as like an eight bit, which eight bit is really tired aesthetic for a lot of indie titles. Um, But then there's a time travel mechanic where um, different parts of the levels will give you an option to be transported into the future. Um, So you play like the first half of the game is you play a quarter or you play a half of that, play a quarter of the game and it's just this eight bit aesthetic. And then, about halfway through, you it turns into 16-bit, and so it's like the graphics get an uplift, the enemy sprites and everything is more detailed. The, the music sounds a little bit richer, a little bit more like cooler. So it's like going from a Nintendo to uh, Super Nintendo. And then what's cool is that you go back. The game that opens up at that point it becomes Metroidvania, and then different parts of the level have these different spots where you can bounce back and forth between. The, the past and the future and you can only get certain parts of certain levels when you're in the future and only get certain parts when you're in the past so you have right. to like strategically go to different parts of it um i'm at the metroidvania part of it right now trying to complete it it is going to be my next game that i'm going to cover for backlogvania um because i started it before backlogvania and then i've kind of been playing it on and off for the last i don't know however long i've been playing it but um i'm in the weeds with it now i'm going to get it done this month so or at the end of this I'm going to get it, done, get it done this month so it can be my backlog mini game that I cover for September. Hopefully it'll be a lot shorter, but that's pretty much what I'm playing right now. So I'm looking forward to um, uh, Avengers next week. It comes out in Tony Hawk. And you, then, uh, did you, that? did you get some like Ninja Gaiden vibes in there as well? Like kind of like I would say in there, like Ninja Gaiden. Ninja Gaiden Cause like, so it's like a combination of about four or five different games. So right. the first part of it feels very Ninja Gaiden E like there's a whole mechanic where, you can crawl on walls and stuff. Um, but like one of the big mechanics of it is when you jump and you attack something in the air, like if you hit an enemy or there's like these random pillars throughout the game, when you hit them with your sword, you can then jump again. So it's like, it's got these, I don't know if you ever played the game Celeste, but there's a lot of like crazy platforming involved in the game. Okay. So it goes between being this like Metroidvania where it's just pretty much like get to this place so you can get this thing so you can go back and open up this part of the game that part of it is very Metroidvania-y, but then there's, like, different parts of the game that are crazy platform. Like, you have to, like, you can glide, like, you get, like, a squirrel suit, and so there are certain parts where you have to open up the squirrel suit, and then you have to, like, jump squirrel suit over, hit this thing so you can jump again to get more air, and then, like, enemies will be flying in the air, and you have to attack them just right so that you can attack them, jump, attack, jump, attack, jump. Um, so, like, it gets pretty difficult it's not like the most difficult platform i've ever played by by a long shot but there are some parts that are pretty maddening you have to go Um, back and keep trying again and again until you get there but like yeah exactly in like any good game i feel uh there is like if a game is good and it's difficult it'll make you like it won't feel impossible like you'll be able to do it you're like man i was so close to that i can i know i can do this and you'll go back and you'll try it again and you might die four or five times before you do it, but then you'll feel like a sense of accomplishment. It doesn't feel cheap when you lose. It sure. feels challenging. Whereas like the really old like Nintendo hard games like Mega Man and stuff like that, you just lose because like the game is designed to be a fucking like, <laughs> super 
Right. One other game I have been playing, uh, speaking of uh, indie titles, is I got this, uh, the the Shovel Knight Treasure Trove. I don't know if you've ever played the Shovel Knight. Mm-hmm. Very similar aesthetic, 8-bit, um, super cool game. It's your jam, it's man. I told you earlier. <laughs> I don't even really love the 8-bit stuff. It's just like yeah. so many games are made that way, so it's sure. kind of hard to avoid it if you want to play indie titles. Especially indie but, titles, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's almost like, like they're good to what can we do? Uh, let's make it 8-bit. Why yeah. not? Um, so, yeah, I, I'm not in love with that aesthetic, honestly, but there's so many games that have it, it's kind of hard to avoid. So, yeah, play a little bit of that Shovel, uh, shovel Knight Treasure Trove. I know these are all old games. That's my jam is playing. That's my jam is playing games that people people played and finished four or five years ago. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah, fair enough. I, I I mean, I do that as well. I, or I'll go back and finally beat it where I've, you know, I tasted a couple hours of it and then I tasted a couple hours of something else. Like, oh yeah, that game. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, that's way too often. We get new games, like, and same thing's going to happen in, in October, November. When game ADD. Yep, exactly. Kind of glad, um, I'm kind of glad, you know, like inside some, some parts of me are really mad that certain games have gotten, you know, postponed, but at the same time, I'm like, well, at least I'll have more time to actually dedicate to these other ones. Like it's like uh, you don't want something to get postponed because you want it, but it's like at the same time, yeah. you know, like life. And so, speaking Absolutely. of a game we were excited for, we talked about Cyberpunk before. We talked about oh, other yeah. titles, but um, I know you'd mentioned uh, before we started the podcast uh, some games you're excited for, specifically Elder Scrolls and Black Myth Wukong. Tell me about those games. Uh, you excited? Yeah. So I mean, with with Elder Scrolls. I'm still going through the Greymore chapter, um, so I, I'm a little bit behind, I guess, because um, I haven't beaten that yet, and it's been out for almost, well, I guess, almost two months now, um, like a month and a half, I guess. Um, but the the next DLC for the Greymore chapter, Stone Stonethorn, um, comes out tomorrow. Uh, it's basically just a new dungeon. Um, which is, it's always fun. I mean, anything that encourages more of that group play, um, granted you don't have to do things as a group all the time. Um, but anything that allows you to get like a group together or anything like that and and go and just, you know, mess up a boss or something like that's, it's fun. Um, adds an additional element to the game. And I, I really love the aesthetic of the Western Skyrim region. Um, obviously it's, it's Skyrim. Um, they did a lot of really good, you know, they did a really good job making it look a lot like Skyrim um, as far as some of the main, like, points of interest. Um, <clears throat> but just adding more and more content to that area, uh, it just, it's fun. It, it's fresh content. Um, it keeps people interested. I like the way that they've been doing their releases. They did it last year with the, age, I think they call it, like, the Age of the Dragon or something like that. It was the Elsewire Um expansion i don't even really think you'd call dlc expansion is what it was um and they did the same thing every couple months they'd release a new dlc part of it and it would just continue it and it just keeps people engaged in the game throughout the whole year instead of giving everybody the whole thing at once letting them beat it and then just kind of stopping um so i really like the way that they've been doing it um and it keeps you excited you know for what's next um so that one looks cool uh black myth wukong uh i have only seen the the gameplay trailer of it um, but basically Wukong is is the monkey king um, the character that Goku um, from Dragon Ball Z is kind of based off of um, <clears throat> but he's the monkey king you're you're going around and 
just fighting a bunch of bad guys. I mean, it's the the gameplay trailer. Um, I will post it on the website, uh, on the homepage under the gameplay trailers uh, section there. So I will I will put that there if anybody wants to check it out if they haven't already been on YouTube and seen it. Um, but basically, uh, the the Monkey King, uh, which they only showed a little bit of it, but. Um, he has a bunch of different talents, like the Monkey King can split himself into, you know, a bunch of different copies of himself to fight, uh, almost like, not really an after image, but literally duplicating himself and fight. I, I'm assuming he'll have some ability similar to that in the game. Um, he can turn himself into like a little, like, bee thing, like, uh, and fly around and, you know, hide and sneak up on people and stuff. And they do show that in the game. That's kind of how the, the gameplay trailer opens up, is you flying around as this little bee thing. Um, I think it's like a locust or something like that, but you're flying around and uh, you, you know, turn into yourself like right behind these enemies and you just start messing them up with your staff. Um, then you, it goes into like this boss fight where, you know, as you're fighting this giant dude with a sword that's on fire and he's got a bunch of crazy abilities. Um, it did look a little repetitive with some of it, but it's early like beta gameplay footage or alpha gameplay footage. So I imagine that stuff's all going to get. What's that? Um, is there any information on what genre it'll be? Um, let's see. It's, uh, let's see. They were working on an MMO. Do, 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 do. So he can clone himself in here. I'm just looking to see what the uh, actual... So it's a third-person action RPG. Okay. Take well, it, it takes cues from third-person action RPG. Um kind of kind of dark soulsy combat ish i know that's like an, a really really overused term and, and really it's kind of an overused thing lately just in general um but it's fun i mean people enjoy it it's a good combat play style um it's very impactful um the, the combat is impactful like you feel what you're doing um right. so it steals elements of that um it the gameplay part of it looks more like that, kind of Sekiro-ish, kind of uh, Ghost of Tsushima-ish, um, but with... Soulsborne. Yeah, exactly. Just more magical, if you will, than than anything. Um, I mean, you got... I almost said flying Nimbus, but he flies on this cloud and stuff, too. Like, it's... it's It looks really badass. I'm excited for it. What about you? Any uh, Any new games on your radar that you're excited for? Yeah, there's the, basically the three that I'm really the most excited for um, for the next couple months are Marvel's <laughs> Avengers. Yeah. That uh, Amazon unfortunately is delaying my physical release because I'm a dinosaur and still buy physical games. <laughs> um, so that will be delayed, but hopefully I'll get it that weekend so I can hop on with my buddy and play. Um, did you buy the physical? Then, like, did you buy a collector's edition or? No standard physical because um, it was i didn't buy it like it was a gift so my buddy right. bought it. um no i i wanted there wasn't a collector's edition that i could see that okay. i was really excited for um and honestly like prior to playing the beta i don't think i was as excited for it as i i am now that i've played the beta oh okay um so i i am excited for it it's very uh it isn't it's it's one of the few mmo type games that i actually um have enjoyed it definitely strikes a chord similar to what Destiny did for me, but it's basically Destiny-style gameplay with Avengers IP mixed with a little bit of the Arkham-style gameplay. So, like, um, the you get to pick your Avenger. So 
when you're playing through the, the the main game, you basically get to pick from four different people. He plays Iron Man, Hulk, uh, Miss Marvel, and uh, Black Widow. And so okay. as they they're announcing new characters and more characters become available as you progress in the story. But basically, it's go to this place, PVE. You know, choose your party. You can play with your you know with your own group of people, or you can just play with randos, um, or you can play solo so, with like so computer generated. I didn't realize it was open world i thought it was a single player game that's interesting it can be right can no be i thought it was like player. exclusively a single player game i didn't realize it was uh, an online game. yeah so it is mmo so you play designed for you to play with randos or play with your friends sure um, and so that aspect is pretty cool because that's every character has um like different traits that make them unique to themselves but they also like every character feels unique when you play as them but they also feel similar enough to where you're if you're like because you can't, there can't be like four Hulks in in a team, right? So okay. if one person in your group's already playing the Hulk, then you got to play one of the other characters. Yeah. So there's a natural like connection between each character to make it feel as though you're not completely lost when you're jumping into playing somebody else. So if you're playing as the Hulk and you know you have to play as Black Widow because somebody else in your group has already got the Hulk, you're not going to feel like so completely lost playing as Widow because she has certain elements that are similar similarly connected so like as an example um iron man doesn't play anything like the hulk right but he has this one special attack where he gets into the hulk buster and so okay. for that little bit of time it feels like you're playing as the hulk but just in iron man yeah just, so, just iron man um, right so it's super cool um especially if you like avengers at all like they're they're kind of doing this thing where it's you, you can tell that they're kind of trying to to ride the line between what the comics would do and what the movies would do. Like some of the characters definitely seem like they share uh, aesthetic similarities to their, their movie counterparts. Um, but they also have something unique enough about them to make them look like they could be from a comic book or from any other, you know, animated movie. So yeah. it's cool. Not like a perfect game by any stretch of the imagination, but I had fun playing it. That's <laughs> the thing, thing is, and it seems like there's going to be a lot of unlockable content. And if they, if the game is successful, which I hope it is, you know, this could be a game that lasts five, six, seven years, and then, um, you know, in that time, tons of content available, which is super cool. Um, they they have different skins that you can wear for each hero, too, so you can be like a super comic booky version of Thor or whatever, you know, whoever you want to be. I unlocked like four or five different skins for Hulk, um, and then there's you know different ones, and then there's timed exclusive content, there's retailer exclusive content, so like different skins based off of the retailers and stuff which kind of sucks Console playstation specific, is yeah. the only one to get uh spider-man yeah. like as a whole the character won't be any on anything <clears> but playstation at yeah. least initially Thanks, Sony. um but yeah fucking Sony. but um you know do we know if they the, haven't even do we know if the game is supposed to be crossplay at all i don't think it's crossplay. i didn't i assumed it wouldn't just be based on the spider-man thing what's that yeah. I don't think it, I don't think it can be just based off the Spider-Man thing, but it's also a Square game. I don't know. I don't know how friendly they are with crossplay stuff, so that also could play a factor in it. Um, yeah. But who knows? Um, I'm excited for it just because mostly I like the idea of playing, you know, certain games with my friends. But like, I'm bad at shooters, so I'm happy that it's not a shooter. Um, what console did you yeah. get it for? Xbox. You got it for Xbox. Okay. Because my that's what the console my buddy plays on, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he got it for me, so I was like, I can't 
like, hey, thanks for the PS4 copy of this, man. And I'll see you later. Like, that would be really fucked up. But, um, it'd be, it'd be real, but <laughs> I'm sure he'd be a little sideways about that. Uh, thanks, man. Yeah, appreciate like, you. I'm gonna go over here now. <laughs> he's got it's funny thing, he has a PS4, and I'm not partisan either console, but I just find that most of my friends have PlayStation over Xbox. Yeah. Um, and the, most of the friends that I would that would play this game are on PlayStation. So it's like, you know, it's it's Sophie's choice for gamers, man. Like, what console do you have? Like, you gotta pick one or the other. Um, Tony Hawk, the new Tony Hawk game. We talked about that briefly. Uh, that's coming out, I think, the same day as Avengers. So I I probably won't get that day Fourth? one just because um, my birthday is this month, and I think I need to give something for somebody to be able to buy me as a gift. Otherwise, my wife will get mad at me. Sure. Um, and then October, they actually just announced, uh, they announced the trailer way earlier in the month, and then they finally, just this last week, did the full trailer for the new Doom expansion. Uh, what is it called? Um, it's going to be in October, you said? Yeah, it's going to get October, I don't remember what day in October is. I want to say that there's a 7 in there, so it's either the 7th or the 27th. I'm pretty sure. Or the 17th? <laughs> Doom Ancient Gods. Um, so cool thing about that expansion is you don't need the full retail game to play the, the Ancient Gods. You can play just the Ancient Gods expansion um, by itself. And it's the first part of this. So there's at least going to be one other part to Ancient Gods, which is cool. Um, I don't know how long it's going to be, but it's apparently a pretty beefy expansion um, to the game. So I think the first game took me about hours to get through the campaign so anything until be 15 or 20 hours yeah so anything additional on top of that is super cool i've been itching to get back into doom anyways i loaned my copy to joe who is not on the podcast with us today so hopefully he gets his ass around to playing it so he can give me (laughs) back uh my copy so i can play ancient gods actually i don't even know if i need the disc because i got the dlc so maybe i can just download the the dlc without the disc october 20th by the way october 20th yeah yeah there's Neither definitely there a seven in there. <laughs> if you divide 20 by seven. There you somehow, go. Yep. October. There's seven, uh, seven days in a week. So I'm excited about that. Um, probably, probably my most excited thing actually coming out. Cause I really like Doom Carol. The one thing about it that is bittersweet is that Mick Gordon, who did the soundtrack for Doom Eternal and the original Doom 2016 is not coming back for the expansion. Cause there was a big uh, hubbub about, him is supposed to be getting physical copies of the uh, soundtrack available for the collector's edition and he did not uh, meet that guideline and they basically fired his ass so it sucks because that soundtrack is amazing but um, they have announced a new composer I don't remember his name but hopefully this new guy brings just as much heat to the soundtrack because like it's not like the game's gonna be bad without a good soundtrack, but like it's such an integral part of the game. Like you really feel Doom Eternal what it's trying to do when you when that soundtrack is coursing through your veins. Like, yeah, <laughs> extra adrenaline. If you have you haven't played Doom Eternal yet, or I know you have, but like speaking to our hypothetical audience, like if you haven't played Doom Eternal yet, just go and search for the song. Um, the only thing they fear is you, and if you don't play that and like want to punch through a fucking wall then you there's nothing there's nothing inside you're dead inside and you probably need uh counseling to to <laughs> that and the song <laughs> steve add those to your to your workout playlist and just like 
Next the only time thing they fear is, is you and what, what was the other one? Meat hook. That one sounds intense. <laughs> it's named after the shotgun, so I, yeah. I, know you, I know you play a little bit, but like the shotgun has a, essentially a grappling hook at the end of yeah. it. And so that's that's the ode to the grappling hook is called Meat Hook, <laughs> and it's it's wonderful. It's I played it for my wife, and she was like, this sounds so angry. And I'm like, <laughs> like you guys get in a fight afterwards? <laughs> I was like, that's the whole point of Doom. Like, the guy is too angry to die. That's like, that's literally the tagline yeah. of Doom and Doom Eternal. Um, that's amazing. So that's what I'm excited for is all that stuff. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's where that's where I'm at with stuff that I'm playing and stuff that I'm excited for. I'm looking forward to all that. Let's talk a little bit about some news. We'll start first with um, I'm gonna pivot a little bit actually before we get into PlayStation State of Play. Uh, I'm going to talk about something that's kind of game-related, but not game. Okay. Uh, did you check out anything from DC Fandom? No, I did not. DC Fandom. So, uh, for the uninitiated, DC Fandom was an online uh, convention. That seems to be the, the new world order for uh, post-COVID geek content is all online convention so dc fandom did did one of the first like really big online only conventions stuff that probably would have all debuted at like comic-con um or one of those other big summer events but they did online so it's all dc focused and there was a couple uh hints at some big game announcements from uh leading into dc fandom and there was two big games announced um the first one was uh, Gotham Knights, which I saw that I actually did see that. Yep. Yeah, they're saying is not a sequel to Arkham Knight or the Batman Arkham series. Although at the end of Arkham Knight, Batman dies and this game he's dead, and so you play as uh, the Bat Family. So you play as Red Hood, you play as Batgirl, you play as Nightwing, you play as Robin, and it does seem to be it is going to be online co-op, which is super cool. So it's kind of like a mash between uh, Marvel's Avengers and the Arkham games um, with four-player online co-op, which sounds super, super cool um, because the Arkham games are, you know, they're just, they're great. And so getting to play as Robin and Nightwing and Red Hood and uh, and Batgirl in a full game for the first time, especially with other people, is super exciting. I'm I'm interested in that. And then there was also a reveal trailer for um, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad game the justice league which was only a like uh cg trailer so it wasn't actually like gameplay footage right. i'm a little bit less excited about that one um just because i don't know how that's going to work and they didn't really show off any gameplay footage um i'll be really curious to see because like you know if you're the, the suicide squad you're going up against the justice league you know there's, there's a lot of guys that can easily kill the suicide squad <laughs> they're, they're not all like huge superpowered people you know harley quinn has a fucking ha- a mallet and you know, Deadshot has guns, so we'll we'll they see got what that, that what shark they do with guy, that one. dude. Uh, King Shark, yeah. yeah. Uh, King Shark is is twenty twenty is the year of King Shark. Let me tell you, he's in just about everything. He's gonna be in the new Suicide Squad movie. He's in the Suicide Squad game. He's on. He was on one of the CW shows too. Uh, so King Shark is finally getting getting love. Uh, but I'm interested in both of those games just because they're DC property, and I I like pretty much anything DC. When I um, when I first when I first saw that I like scrolled through it and I scrolled by it on Twitter the uh, Arkham Knight or um, not Arkham Knight but the um, 
what, what the heck did you Gotham. say? Gotham Knights, yeah. Um, I was like, what in the world is Deadpool doing with these guys? You know, and I went back and I was like, oh, that's not Deadpool. Um, the what, what the hell is the guy's name? The what'd you call him? Red Hood. Oh, Red Hood. Yeah, I I totally thought it was Deadpool at first. I was so confused, and then I no, looked at no. it and I was like, that's definitely not Deadpool. I'm I'm an idiot. Cool. I'm gonna just keep going. <laughs> oh, Red Hood. If you don't know, is uh, he is the second Robin. <laughs> he was killed by the Joker in the '80s, and then he came back to life in in the in the aughts as a new character uh and they were finally revealed his identity and, and he turned out to be the uh the old the old robin jason todd um he takes on the red hood as the mantle because red hood was the identity the joker used before he became the joker so it's like the joker killed him and so he kind of took on his identity so to speak but he's he's gnarly because he uses guns and that's like pretty big no-no for batman in the yeah, comic no books so it's like you know, he kind of goes against what Batman, but Batman allows him to do it a lot. Who, who fucking knows why? But when you said uh, why his Deadpool in it, I thought you meant Deathstroke because ah, yeah. uh, Deathstroke. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's in Gotham Knights. At least he wasn't in the trailer. He might be one of the bad guys in this game. But Deathstroke is literally where Deadpool came from. Like Deathstroke was a DC character, and then Rob Liefeld who created Deadpool was like, I'm just gonna rip off this guy. And sure. like the name is the same. Deadpool is Slade Wilson. And or, or I'm sorry, Deathstroke is Slade Wilson, and then Deadpool is Wade Wilson. So interesting. But so those are some games uh, that got announced at DC Fandom. Probably second most recent thing that was on our news uh, tablet, and I just figured I'd bring it up because I forgot to put it into the, uh, the topics we we're going to talk about today. Not game related, uh, but uh, what do you think of the of uh, Black Adam? I think it looks kind of cool. I mean, obviously they uh, haven't showed very much of it, but I, I'm interested. So much of it. I, I liked Shazam uh, as a movie. I thought it was yeah. really fun. Uh, I don't know how close this is going to be to Shazam in terms of that. Like Black Adam and Shazam are obviously very different characters, but um, you know, it's The Rock. It's going to be The Rock getting to do something like that's not driving cars and punching people. Uh, oiled you up. know, <laughs> so like, I'm interested to see it. He looks like exactly what you would want from a guy playing Black Adam. Sure. So. Uh, and I know he's going to give it his all, even if it's not great. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm not as excited for that as I am for Justice League or for the Batman. The Batman looks really good. Uh, yeah, I'm almost upset that it looks good. Cause I, why? Robert Pattinson? Yeah, man. Like, I wasn't expecting I was like, all right, all right, I'll dig it. Okay. I saw so many memes about it. It's like girls had, uh, had him for four years and now it. Now it's time for the boys to have him. <laughs> I just sure. laughed. It was it was too good. Sure, we got it. We got our new Batman, Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Hopefully, we, we're gonna have like four Batmans. You know that, right? Because I got Ben Affleck's coming back for the Flash. You got Michael Keaton coming back for the Flash, um, and then you got Robert Pattinson's playing him, and then probably some other. They'll probably cast another guy to play him. I'm not even on it. Yeah, probably. Get... There'll be another DC's, DC's world of Batman. Um, <laughs> Hopefully we can Batman. One for every iteration of him in the comics. Yeah. Pretty much. Then you've right. got the this what is it, the Zack Snyder cut's gonna be on what, HBO Max, I think. It's gonna be HBO Max. Yep. Like, Next year. They said what four, three three or four episodes? Four one yeah. hour long episodes. That's next level. I'm excited for that. Yes. Uh, let's talk about State of Play. So State of Play happened really early in the month of August, uh, right after our last podcast episode. So it's been a while since we talked about it. Yep. Uh, we'll just keep it short and sweet. Was there anything from State of Play that really 
blew your mind or, or got you excited. I know you're not a huge PlayStation guy. You're kind of getting there, but it was like there anything that was like, man, I need to run out and, and get that game or pre-order that game. Um, was there anything that? No, there really wasn't. Uh, I I was excited when I saw Crash Bandicoot. Um, I thought that was neat. Just remind me of you know when I was younger, um, playing those games. Uh, that the the Genshin game uh, actually looks kind of interesting. I might check it out. Um, Vader Immortal though. Uh, that, that is actually what I was watching that sparked the whole VR thing that caused me to write the VR article. Um, because I watched that, I saw Vader Immortal, which I didn't know existed. Uh, and I, I lost my shit because <laughs> it looks so cool. Um, previously it was the Oculus exclusive. Uh, they're bringing it to PlayStation VR. Um, I imagine, um, just based on patents and stuff that PlayStation has been submitting uh, that they're going to do a you know PlayStation 5 version of the PlayStation VR although the original PlayStation VR is supposedly compatible with it um, right it, they're obviously there's there's you know things for them to do um, to make it better uh, supposedly the new one's gonna make like uh, it's gonna be wireless and all that stuff In, anyway different conversation um, but Vader Immortal definitely got me like, ooh, okay. Um, then I was just trying to decide if I wanted to buy a PlayStation VR, if I wanted to buy an Oculus or any of that stuff. So I was like, didn't really make me want to go buy a PlayStation specifically, uh, but certainly piqued my interest. Um, the same thing, the, the Hitman VR uh, didn't really like blow me away like the, the Vader one did, um, but I played Hitman, you know, growing up as well. And it's the whole trilogy. Um, is my understanding done through VR, um, which would be pretty cool. Um, so that would be one that I would probably pick up. Um, and then, uh, what was the last one? Um, Godfall. Um, that game looks interesting. Um, it looks very, from a graphics perspective, it's very nice looking. Um, I don't believe it's a PlayStation exclusive. So with that, it it doesn't make me you know excited to run out and buy a PlayStation. It does get me excited to play that game, um, because it it's like I don't know. It kind of looks like Destiny with melee. You know, it's all melee um, mm -hmm. instead of being you know guns and whatnot. So um, and the aesthetic looked really interesting. Um, the gameplay that they had in there did not excite me though. Um, like just the the way that the combat was, it looked very kind of boring, to be honest with you, which is sad. Um, but I have a feeling that's more of a just the way that they were shooting it, and it was very you know straight back and forth. I I don't know. I just didn't really like it as much. Um, I, if it, if I played it, it'll be I'll play it on PC. Um, it's gonna be on PC, so it looks like it's gonna be on PS5 and Windows uh, in late. 2020 so you'll get yeah. to play it on Windows before you'll get to play it on uh on ps5 it looks like uh, gearbox is making it uh publishing it which is interesting um it does look very destiny-esque based on the stuff that i'm seeing yeah uh, which isn't a bad i i no, love not destiny. at all i think destiny's a great um, game um i need i want to get back into it to be honest with you but i just uh, feel like i'm so far behind in destiny that's what you know like like it, i'm excited to play it but everybody i know that plays it is Way farther than me. 
everybody that I know tells me that it's really easy to get back into it and that like it it's it speeds you up pretty quick. So it does give me pause that I should just stop being a bitch and just jump back on Destiny. <laughs> sure. I really do want to play it and uh uh I'm I almost you know, I know we're now we're talking about Destiny, but uh, yeah. you know, I, I hope that uh with um with their split from Activision that maybe Destiny three will be like something where it's something really more- let 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 them loose and let them do what they want to do, which is cool. But yeah. Um. So let's let's talk a little bit. So there's nothing really that that blows me away. Crash Bandicoot's cool, but honestly, um, having never really completed a Crash Bandicoot game, none of those games excite me since it's not Naughty Dog anymore. Um, I never played the Hitman games, you know. So 3R or VR doesn't really blow my mind. Braid looks kind of cool, so Braid's getting an anniversary edition, which is nice. Yeah, I uh, saw that. But I, I have a question of all this. So if, if Vader Immortal isn't enough for you to drop coin on PlayStation VR, what, what the fuck would would have to come out on, on VR to make you, uh, like the fact that you could be Darth Vader right now, slicing through people, just the- like. <laughs> Yeah, and you do it today. Like if yeah. if they're like like honestly, because there's a Batman VR game, and I think that like I've come pretty close to just pulling the trigger on on Arkham VR just to have it. But like like I'm not gonna play Resident Evil VR because I I value my bowels too much. But like <laughs> um, yeah, if, if a game with you cutting dudes down with lightsaber yeah. isn't enough to justify buying a VR, then nothing will at this point. No, least. I so again. I, I am absolutely going to buy a VR specifically to play this game. The question mark is, do I wait for the next PlayStation VR version to come out? Or do I go and try to get like the HTC Vive or the, what's that? You just gotta... But I want, see the thing is I want, I want wireless because my lurch ass will trip all over that stuff if i'm in you know what i mean like so then go with the go with oculus because my brother-in-law has one the quest it's, it's wireless like he was just yeah. sitting there on, on on the couch like yeah he had our family with us for a couple weeks and he had his little vr thing he was just on the couch just like Burp. yeah and, uh, i think you got the the valve index looks supposedly the valve index is so exponentially better as far as the way that the controllers work and just the power behind it, it's so much better than everything else. So it's like, damn, do I wait? Do I buy the do I buy the, the HTC Vive? Do I like ah oh, man. I I've been going I've literally been going back and forth on this for since I wrote that article. I still don't know which one to do. <laughs> but I will play Vader Immortal and I will go into a hole for three weeks while I do it or however long it takes me to beat it or however many times I beat it. Playing it. Uh, I've also heard Beat Saber is really fun. I heard Beat Saber is really fun. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll probably play it. Um, I have a feeling that that game will just make me smash the shit out of my bedroom on accident, but um, it does look really fun. It does look fun. Just get yourself a nice little, you know, decent amount of space. Make sure that, you know, Revan's not around to get clocked in the head. God, right? Could you imagine if I trip on my dog? Oh, God. Speaking of uh, gaming conventions, let's talk a little bit about GamesCon that happened uh, just over this weekend, actually. Uh, a couple things got announced at GamesCon. A couple things got not announced, but just kind of more just like talked about. So uh, I think the biggest thing from GamesCon was Dragon Age 4. Yeah. Uh, are you a big Dragon Age guy? I love Dragon Age. 
Absolutely. Dragon Age Four, like, are you? Is that a must play? It is. Yeah, Dragon Age. Uh, I I played one. I played two. I played Inquisition. Uh, over probably over a hundred hours for each each of them. Um, it, it's absolutely a must a must play for me. Um, I've been waiting for anything from Mark Dara um, on Twitter, and it's ninety nine point nine percent trolly comments and stuff that he posts just teasing people with literally nothing <laughs> and he finally posted this uh the same thing that i believe the same thing they showed at gamescon which is just kind of a beh- more behind the scenes than it is actual like footage of the game um but it just shows me that there's really stuff happening and it's not just rumors you know although we knew it was you know confirmed that they're making it now we kind of get an idea of you know more of what it's about because before it was just they're making a dragon age game who knows what it is there's been so many rumors about everything that it could possibly be for so long um and uh it's it's fun to kind of get a little peek inside and uh if anything it, it really just makes more questions um but i'm excited for it for sure it, it sounds like it's at least a couple years out um, which is kind of crappy, but I'd rather them make it great than them push it out and it be really bad. Um, a lot sure. of uh, and for whatever reason, a lot of people didn't like Inquisition, um, the last one. Um, I played it like four times all the way through, and I enjoyed it every single time. I don't, I, I don't know what people didn't like about it. To be completely fair, but I enjoyed it. It was fun. What about you? Do you uh, Dragon Age, dude? Do you like it at all? I play. I, I think I played. Which one did I play? I played one of them for a little bit. I think we talked about it in one of the episodes too. Mm-hmm. Um, I I went out and bought Dragon Age, one of the Dragon Age games, um, because I had played uh, Mass Effect, and I was like, oh, cool, Bioware. Um, and I didn't I didn't dig it. It might have been Origins. You probably was that was the first one. Origins. Uh, I, Dragon Age uh, Origins might have been on Xbox 360. Uh, I, I know on- Dragon Age Two I played on Xbox 360. Um, let's look it up. Hold on. I'm looking at the box art for the first Dragon Age, and it's I on don't... it's on Xbox 360. Yeah, literally the first image on Origins is Xbox 360 game case. Well, no, I'm I'm trying to think. I don't remember which one I played. Um. I want to say, I don't think it was the first one. So I don't think the first one was available on 360. The, the Origi- not- Dragon Age Origins and uh, Dragon Age 2 were both on PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. So I played, I think I played Origins is what I played. I didn't, yeah. I didn't dig it. Um, it was one of those games that I bought, like, site, like having never played it. Played it for a few hours and I was like, um, this isn't for me yeah I, i'm a huge yep. uh, like i'm a big big fan and have kind of always as long as i can remember um been a big fan of bioware's rpgs um they have always excited me uh knights of the old republic is one of my favorite games of all time uh dragon age is you know up there with some of my favorites um the mass effect trilogy uh i didn't play Andromeda all the way through, so don't know. Heard bad things about it, but didn't play all the way through. Um, Mass Effect 3 was, in, in, or that trilogy, 
Mass Effect 3 primarily were some of my favorite games of all time. Um, I just, I love how much they go into the story and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's why I was so disappointed with Anthem, to be honest with you, is because I expected more more from, you know, from Bioware, but yeah. different conversation. Uh, Speaking of Mass Effect, uh, there's been rumors about Mass Effect Remastered Trilogy. Um, apparently, it was slated for an October release, but it's gotten pushed. Apparently, it's gotten pushed back. October not, of this not, year? Uh, that's what they're saying. There's not been any official announcement, which I think is probably because... Um, Work from home stuff and all that? Of, uh, you know, whatever delays are causing it. I'm hoping that it comes out for Switch. Oh, um, that would be a good port. That would be a really good port, um, yeah. and that would give me a chance to get to play through the first one again and finally get to play two and three. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's rumored, it seems like it's a big enough rumor at this point that it's definitely going to happen. It's just more of a plan of of when rather than if, but I thought it was interesting. You mentioned, we might talk about Bioware, so yeah, I was that up. It, it looks, uh, looks like rumored for February 2021 now. Which is fine, and if it comes out for Switch, like, you know, that I, I think it's, I think the graphics on the Switch are good enough to probably run that game. I don't, you know, Mass yeah, Effect is no, a, I'm sure. It's not, I don't think it's crazy enough. Remember, Switch can run Crisis, so Switch, <laughs> Crisis is the standard. So um, that's, a, <laughs> that's a little in joke from a couple episodes ago. Uh, and, anyway, and just gaming in general. <laughs> gaming in general. Uh, other stuff from GamesCon, uh, new Sea of Thieves contact, uh, content, WoW, Shadowlands, uh, details on that. Uh, looks like we got an announcement, uh, Lego Star Wars getting delayed uh, into, looks like, next year. Um, Lego <laughs> Star Wars Skywalker Saga. So that's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing there. So, you pick, are you a Lego, you play any of the Lego games? Um, yeah, yeah, I've played some of them. Um, I think I played, what was the, with the Clone Wars one? um the star wars lego lego clone wars one um it's fun i'll I'll play the the vader uh or the the skywalker family one i think it looks interesting real quick i i not to get off topic again but crisis remastered comes out september 18th 2020 it legit does <laughs> on pc ps4 and xbox and uh nintendo switch apparently yep so i that's yeah, funny so that's, that's hilarious um, um, but yeah, the Lego Star Wars, um, it, it'll definitely be a game that I play. Um, I actually had no idea that it was even a thing until I saw that it was delayed. So it's not one that I'm like sad that it's delayed because I didn't know it was supposed to come out anyway. Um, but I'll, I'll play it for sure. What's that? I think, I think I knew about it, but it didn't blow my skirt up because I'm, yeah. I, the Lego seems like. I think I have one of the, like the Lego Marvel games, but I just like I don't know, man. Like I didn't I like the Lego Marvel game. I played that one. I didn't like it at all. Fun enough to where, you know, they're not like bad for you to play as an adult, but just, they're just nothing. Like I'm never gonna run out and buy a, a Lego game. Like even Lego <laughs> Batman is not gonna like. It's not gonna be a, a day one buy for me ever. I, I feel like they anger me. Like when I take damage and all my shit just like falls out of me. It just it just makes me pissed off because <laughs> it's usually for dumb stuff. Um, it bothers me. And then uh, apparently Ratchet and Clank uh, got announced. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is going to be a PS5 exclusive. 
um, which, you know, I don't know if Ratchet and Clank is going to be like Ratchet and Clank's fine. I've, I've played bits and pieces of it. Insomniac makes just fa- their games are fantastic. I have no problem with the game at all. I just don't know if that's a man. That's not a system seller to me. Like that's a that's a great like that's a great like, hey, if you're if you're going to get your, your kid a PS5 for Christmas and like they don't have the other game that they want, like Ratchet and Clank is a great game to get for them but it's not something that it's not like one that's gonna make you run out and buy a ps5 so yeah um that being a big announcement is kind of like it's kind of just par for the course so far what we've seen of these new next-gen consoles like they're they're either relying upon mediocre ip or they're relying upon games that are going to get you know releases on current gen and getting buffed on next gen which fine like you know but like I think this is just more confirmation that the, the next gen launch slate is looking to be one of the weakest we've yeah. ever seen launch for an, a new new console. Like, even I think they're even there's speculation that I think they announced a Halo is Halo Infinite delayed. delayed. Yep, and that sound at, at reeks of of we don't have and there's also rumors of it not being available on uh, Xbox One, which from a, from a game standpoint, from Microsoft sales standpoint, only makes one. sense. Like this is your biggest IP. It only makes sense to not drop it on your last gen console if you're wanting to sell next gen shit. But like at the same time, it reeks of desperation, right? Yeah. Like because originally it was, you know, I think we talked about this. Like there was a mandate. Like we, if you are making a game, it needs to be on both consoles. And now it's all of a sudden doesn't seem to be the case anymore so um, that must be a recent change because i i heard that it was supposed to come out on both it's um, speculative i don't know if it's sure 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 but with the delay i think that along came speculation that it might be pushed to being a series x exclusive which is so dumb i mean it only makes sense like if you would have told me earlier this year that a new halo game was coming out around the same time that series x was coming out i would have assumed it's going to be exclusive, right? That that game, for some people, is a system seller. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think that it it certainly could be, um, and it certainly was at one point in time. the uh, The question, though, is is it still right? Uh, it's been so long since we got a a full like Halo, you know, release like that. That's it doesn't have. I just don't know that it has the hype to be a system seller, like I think, which I think is the kind of the point that you're getting at. Um, I think right now with so many of these games getting released, it's slated to be a kind of a weak launch for these guys solely because of, you know, all the delays from, you know, work from home and COVID and all that stuff. Yet these brands, Sony and and Microsoft cannot get away from wanting to have a holiday launch for their console so they can get all the Christmas shopping and all that stuff or all the holiday shopping, whatever you want to call it. Um, that's I feel like where they're they've for so long have been like this is where I'm gonna get all my money and sure there there probably is a ton of sales that come from that, um, and maybe if you have like people that are buying them for their kids or for whoever that don't really know that it's not really necessary yet maybe it it won't matter and their sales will be you know the same, um, but who knows like it it's gonna be an interesting interesting launch um like i said the whole like the the reason i'm not doing the raffle thing is because i don't i don't care to do it right away um and i know i'm gonna trade in 
my Xbox X or my Xbox One uh, X and my PlayStation Four for the for the new PlayStation Five because I have a, a Windows PC. I don't need a uh, an Xbox Series X as far as what I understand. So I'm not going to waste the money to have it unless I absolutely need it for some reason. Um, and I'm hoping to get at least a good chunk of that covered by trading these guys in. So we'll see what happens. But I, I don't need to do it right away. Like if there's a shortage or something like that, like. Pfft, Okay, I'm not going to rush. I don't care enough. Yeah, um, especially with, and I think to your point too, if all the rumors are true, if the PlayStation 5 will actually be backwards compatible with a good chunk of the PS4 and PS3 library, that only incentivizes you to pull the trigger on trading it in. Sure. Um, and but, that's the thing, you know, trading it in, not... If but even it, so, like, even like you said, right? Like there's no rush at this point. There's no rush to right. run out and like, People that are going to go out and buy the new consoles right away are the scalpers and the hard, like the hardcore early adopters, right? Like, yeah. Eventually, there's going to be plenty of content on these consoles. Eventually, game developers are just going to stop making games for these old systems, and so, you know, you won't have a choice if you want to play these new games. You're either going to have to, you know, get something that plays on, or just not play those games. But for now, with all the big games still coming out on PS4 and Xbox One, like, there's just no, there's no drive. There's no there's no killer app for any of these big consoles. And yeah. it's just, it's, I mean, Sony's got a couple things off their sleeve with Spider-Man, like the Miles Morales Spider-Man game. Yeah. Like that, that might be enough, but even so it's only like, it's only being looked at as like a 10 hour campaign, which when you compare sure. that to the Spider-Man four game, it's like 30, 40 hours. Like that's a, that's a, that's a expansion by all, like they're treating it like it's its own game. Yeah. It's an expansion. Like, Let's be realistic. They're probably going to charge, I, you know, 60, 70 bucks for it too. Well, and they're saying that it's going to get released alongside a remastered version of the Spider-Man 4 game for PS4. So it's like... Didn't that just come out like a year ago? And... No, 2018. Okay. Uh, so it's like, you know, and it's, you know, it's a fantastic game. Don't get me wrong. Sure. And if, if it wasn't already available on PS4, I could see that being a system seller on PS5. It's that good of a game. Like it really is. That being said, I've already played through that whole thing. I'm not going to go and get, you know, a PS5 just to play a remastered version of the game I just spent 50 hours beating and yeah. then 10 hours more of another, you know, add-on campaign. The same reason why I didn't rush out and buy a PS4 to play Last of Us Remastered, even though I absolutely wanted to do that and it was the first game I got on the PS4 when I got it after mm -hmm. Spider-Man, like it's not good of a game, but it's not one that like, I'm not going to go out and buy a game, a system just for last of us remastered. Right. I absolutely. will I get it, but it's not a system seller. Last of us two is a system seller for sure. sure right. That's a like, God, I didn't get one. God of war. Birthday, yeah. Eventually got one. God of war is a system seller. Yeah. Like, that game is fantastic. Yeah. If they had um, a God of war five or something that came out in, in November or whenever this PlayStation five is launching that, I mean, that would, that would be it. There it is. If it wasn't on the four, you know what I mean? Exactly. Um, and that might be the case. I, you know, they might already be working on that. Might already be working on God of War 5 to come out on PS5. And that's... Yeah, but it, I mean, it, it won't be in November. It, you know, it'll be a few years from now or next year or whatever. Um, Anyways, we went from talking about Gamescom to talking about new consoles. Let's <laughs> talk about a console that hasn't been officially announced, but... Continuous, continuous rumors and speculation hint that uh, I think there was another Bloomberg article that has intimated that there is going to be another Nintendo Switch console launching in 
2021. Speculation for this has been everywhere from it's just going to be a slightly beefier version of the existing console. Mm-hmm. There's been long rumored, uh, long insisted rumors about a PS or a PS, uh, Nintendo Switch Pro, which would be the inverse of the Switch Lite, which essentially would be, basically make it a home console only with like full cape capabilities. There are some people who who insist that it's going to be a full-on next-gen iteration of the Switch with like all new graphics and processing power to try to compete with Series X and PS5. I don't really see any of that happening, to be completely honest with you. The last time we got big rumors about a new Switch console, we did get the Switch Lite, um, and those rumors were kind of on the money, but I don't really see Nintendo pumping out a new like more powerful version of the switch they did do an iteration on the the main switch model with a better battery but they almost swept that under the rug and didn't really tell anybody you really had to be a hardcore like nerd like me to know know that thing and i I, of course i ran out and got one i traded my current switch because gamestop had a phenomenal deal where they gave you pretty much full retail for your old switch right because the big the big thing with that one was Nintendo quietly added tech to the new Switch with a longer battery that made it harder to hack. So the old Switches became much harder to get and much more in demand. So the old, the old ones were the ones that you could like root and turn them into Android devices and whatnot, right? So yeah. they basically gave you almost full retail for it. So I, I got a Switch with a better battery life and a brand new Switch for like 50 bucks. So I, I absolutely did that. But yeah. um, what... With you being Switch kind of in the middle of the road, sure. what would it take for you to go out and buy a new Switch? Like, what are those rumors that taxes you the most? Like, what what do you want to see if you are to run out and buy a new Switch to trade your current Switch Lite in for this new rumored model? Um, I mean, the Switch Lite specifically, maybe better battery life, I guess. But for the, for the main Switch, I don't really know that really anything I, I mean i can't think of anything that the switch doesn't do already in the capacity that i play it i don't hook it up to the 4k tv that we have downstairs we if we if we're playing it we play it on the computer monitors um which are 1440 um they're not 4k so they're fine um i mean maybe 4k upscaling or something like that would be would be neat um i i wouldn't necessarily say it would be something that i'd be like oh man i gotta go trade this thing in to get it now um because i think it does a good job with what it had you know with what it is i don't i don't necessarily think that there's anything on the switch that is uh, personally that i find problematic i mean i don't like you said i don't i'm a primarily a pc player like that's my my bread and butter um but like the switch light like it works great the battery life is kind of not so great on it um, like I said, but for what I play on it and as often as I play on it, it does fine. Um, I don't really play it on the go too much. I generally play it just walking around the house or if I'm walking the dog or whatever, and it has plenty of battery life for when I'm doing that. Um, the, the graphics are good enough, um, on, on it. Like there's obviously some pretty dramatic differences when you're playing things like the Witcher um, on it versus playing it on the PC, but I don't expect it to be the same. Like, I, right. I just don't have the same standard for the Switch console as I do for something like an Xbox or something. Because 
I just never have. That's not what I played that particular brand of game for. Um, sure. I play it more for the experience of the game, and I think they do a fantastic job with it now. Um, do I think it's slow or anything like that? No, I haven't really had any poor experiences with that either. So, yeah, like, could they make it faster and more powerful and 4K for people that like to play it with their families and whatnot on a big 4K TV? I think that makes sense. Um, it's isn't it isn't something that I use it for, so it wouldn't make me run out and buy it. But I could certainly see the need for it. I just for me, I, great. That's, that's that's the thing. Like you hit the nail on the head, and I consider myself to be a pretty hardcore Switch user. And a lot of the people that I interact with on Twitter and the people that I see talking about the Switch um, with a lot of love and and reverence for it. Nobody is asking for 4K output on the Switch. Yeah. Nobody is, is, is wanting uh, a fat like the people who play games like Doom and Skyrim and The Witcher on the Switch. Um, for the most part, they know exactly what they're getting when they when they play those types of games, yep. right? And the fact that you can even run those games is awesome. Yeah, no, it's great. Let alone run them well, right? Is is blows me away, right? And yeah. I, I, like. As a big Doom guy, I did pick up Doom on the Switch, the 2016 Doom. I actually have every Doom game on the Switch except for uh, Eternal. Eternal, which isn't out yet. And I probably will get another copy of Doom Eternal on the Switch just so I can play it. Uh, but like the biggest, the biggest problem with Doom on the Switch, the 2016 game, is the frame rate, right? Like you're playing at 30 FPS versus 60 FPS. But outside of that, yeah, it actually looks pretty damn close like there, there's obviously graphical differences and you're not going to get the same fidelity but sure you also shouldn't expect it to a degree like a game like the witcher i think of all three of those is probably the most impacted yeah skyrim well it's massive pretty, pretty close yeah. um the witcher looks the most scaled back but it also doesn't look bad either right, right. like it, it looks like it's been switchified <laughs> which right. it doesn't look bad it just they intentionally you know, dropped some textures and softened some things, or softened some things up, yeah. changed the color palette a little bit, make it a little bit easier for it to run, and it it's fine. Like it works great. Um, I, I I could see something like you know maybe increasing the you know the the graphics performance and maybe the CPU so it can run those more intensive games at sixty FPS. Um, maybe, but Is like. That a like you're, right, you're that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not a system seller. Like, it's a neat thing. Doesn't care about FPS. Yeah. Like, people that care about FPS are people who don't go anywhere near most home consoles, probably. Like, yeah. I mean, if there's you... if there's anything, I don't mean to cut you off, but if there's anything that I think that would maybe be a system seller for a new Switch is if it had better hardware support for third party. Um, devices, add-ons, controllers, and other things that, that people use. Because there's a lot of people that like to use their third-party stuff, but they're going to worry about their switches bricking and, you know, whatever else. Um, but I feel like that's probably a software thing. That's I, I'm sure that's not a hardware thing. And that sounds like more of an iterative thing. Like, it's not yeah. like a like a Switch Pro. Like, like you know, right. one of the things, the first thing I thought of is, like, maybe it'll have Bluetooth. Because the current Switch doesn't have I Bluetooth mean, functionality. Yeah, for headphones well, and stuff. It's kind of shitty, but I got a $30 device that just plugs right into the, the USB-C, and I can play my Bluetooth headphones off of that. And it's like, I don't need a whole new console to do that. Yeah. Um, I would almost if they were if Nintendo, Nintendo was going to spend a bunch of money to revamp something, I would hope 
that they put it into their online rather than putting it into an iteration of the current console. In, 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 what, in what capacity? What do you mean? Like, okay, well, the online system is not very good. Um, you still have these phone number looking digits to find your friends and stuff like that. You can't just plug in. I got you still basically off of system selling stuff, but more quality of life improvements that they just desperately need. There's no online chat. There's no online voice chat. You can't add people into a party and talk to them. Like you can't. And I get it. System. So some of that stuff doesn't have a land party console. Doesn't, doesn't necessarily make itself ideal for that kind of a console but like if i'm plugging it into the tv and i want to be able to play rogue company or if i want to play um rocket league with my friends like it makes it difficult for me to be able to chat with them yet they're yet have to pull up the phone and talk to them on an app yeah on the it's like okay i'll just I, so i'm calling somebody is what i'm doing yeah that's cool um yeah that's but uh, that sucks it, it sucks and so there are things and it's not, none of that stuff is like is detrimental to being able to play the games and i very rarely play online anyways on the switch but like I probably play more if I had that stuff. Right, um, I was just gonna say that could open up a whole new avenue yeah. of play for you. I'd rather I'd rather them pump out more virtual. Like there's no traditional virtual console like there was on the Wii and the 3DS and stuff like that. I would rather them put money into a virtual console. I'd rather see a true GameCube or a you know N64 virtual console on the Switch than I would rather see a new Switch. Like yeah, that's, which That'd is be fine. Neat for a while right at least next two or three years at the minimum if not longer but um you know it's all rumors i yeah. you know, i wouldn't be surprised if they do some kind of iteration next year but i, I don't see it being Staying out like there a huge and more like some type of quality of life maybe they'll fix joy con drift maybe that would be <laughs> enough but um so yeah the switch rumor stuff like maybe it'll happen maybe it won't i don't foresee it happening but there's it seems like every six months there's rumors and speculation about a new switch console so um all right we talked a lot about new consoles how they're either happening or they're not happening and when they are happening they're not very good uh, let's talk about new games let's talk about betas so we talked about them a little bit at the at the top of the show um and at the end we're going to ask for you the audience to kind of interact with us a little bit here when it comes to the game betas so uh, Steve and I have both been playing through a couple different betas. I'm going to let him jump in first. He, he's playing one um, that he's playing by himself, and then I'm playing one that I'm playing by myself, and then we both were playing another one, so we'll talk about that. So what was uh, – tell us about New World and the beta you've been playing with that. Uh, yeah, so New World is um, – I mean, how do you even go about it? It's If you've ever played, like, any MMO – um, and then also played games like survival games like Ark and stuff like that. It's a kind of a marrying of the two. Um, it's really fun. Uh, it, it's a it's an open world game. Um, oh man, you've like there's some really weird but really kind of neat elements um, that they have in there. They have a, a like an open world MMO proximity chat. So you can literally just, you know, hit your V key or whatever you have it bound to, and you can literally just talk to the people that are running around next to you, and you can actually have, it's super immersive in that way. It can be, at least, if, if people have it turned on. Um, it can also be super toxic um, <laughs> if, if yeah. you have it on. Like, it, for me, it, it, I really love it, but when I'm streaming, I have to turn it to, like, group only. Because I'm, I know there's gonna be somebody that's running through just being super foul, um, 
it's bound to happen. So far, I haven't heard any of it, um, but I'm sure it's going to be something that happens. Um, but it's, I mean, the questing feels really good on it. Um, the combat feels uh, kind of okay. Um, it's a it's a beta right now, so it is a closed beta. It's available only to those that have pre-ordered it. Um, I think it's slated for like a spring of 2021 launch, um, and that's even tentative. It's been pushed back several times. I think it was supposed to launch in spring of 2020 originally. Um, it was like April or um, I th- something like that, April or May, um, and then it got pushed back to like the end of this year, and then it got pushed back again. Um, and they've revamped it several times just based on player feedback and whatnot. There's still some silly bugs in it, um, but the combat, like there are aspects of the combat that feels nice. Um, the combat doesn't feel um, as impactful or immersive as I want. Like I can I can use my ability or I can do an attack, but I don't necessarily feel as much like I'm controlling it as much as I feel like it's just now the character doing an action, it's not as responsive as I want in there. There's um, like time to attack and stuff like that is kind of awkward. Um, mm. It it's, 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 don't get me wrong. It's fun to play. These are just like little quirks that irritate me sometimes. Um, the uh, like time to, you can, you can carry, I think at a certain level, you can carry three different primary weapons um and you just you know you toggle back and forth between them so i've played with i think every weapon that you can play with in the game so far um but changing weapons um it's very slow um so if you're in combat and you're trying to be like tactful about it like i i have a a rifle for example and i also use a like an like an axe um or a sword and shield for my my alternative so i'll have my rifle out and i'll just be you know popping people and they start running towards you um, and if you don't finish them beforehand, you want to switch to your axe or you want to switch to your, you know, whatever else, um, you go to do that. And it takes so long for that change to happen that you're already either knocked back or you have to, you know, run out of the way and then do the animation again because it interrupts, uh, the animation if you, if you're, you know, dodging or whatever. Um, so you have to read, you know, switch weapons and stuff like that. Um, but it's, uh, it, it those are just some like weird quirks um there there are a lot of really fun unique things about it like the proximity chat um you can be anything you want to be in it there's not any set classes um that you have to be like eso is kind of like that but eso still has classes that you pick when you start um and you can still just kind of do whatever um it's i guess it would be more like skyrim in the sense that like you just whatever thing you happen to decide to use for your weapon uh that's what you can invest skill points in and that's what you have your um um that that's you know you're getting experience in in that particular weapon class so you can have a your restoration staff or you have your axe or you know whatever um there's there's one thing with the axe that i really like like it you can actually make your axe a throwing axe um Mm -hmm. unfortunately this aspect of it is if you're looking for realism, not realistic at all, because you right. literally just like huck your axe and then like it's in your hand still and you can just keep attacking, you know? So it's not like you have to go get it, which I think would be kind of a neat mechanic if you're going to use that as like an ultimate or something like that, or a, right. like a, a skill to like chuck it. And then you have to use something else until you go back and pick it up. I think that would be kind of neat. It would have to do 
exceptionally more damage than it does now if that were the case but it's a it's a really neat ability um and uh like i, I don't know the the animations are 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 um or the combat animations are nice although like i said kind of slow um the people that are playing in it right now it's been really fun um I've had a I've had a lot of you know good time playing with a bunch of random people. I don't know anybody I've played with, um, but everybody's cool and like you know I'll get chased by a mob of random people and I just hold down the proximity chat like yell help like <laughs> and people are just like I got you just running in and 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 messing you know messing around and doing that. It's it's really really cool. Um, so the questions that I have for you, um, yeah, the, you mentioned a couple things that were like kind of quality of life bummers with it um do you foresee them making those changes like has there been a lot of good interaction from the community with regard to the beta to make improvements there and then the other question is does this give you hope with amazon game studios like potentially coming in and really being a a big time player in in the industry with this title um i think that they have the potential to do really really well they're like from a graphics perspective the game looks great uh, they did a fantastic job with the graphics, fantastic job with the lighting. Um, there are some combat elements that definitely need refinement. Um, they have been active in talking with the community, um, especially on like their Twitter and stuff like that. Um, they're they're pretty vocal. Um, I haven't seen a ton of engagement around like I, I hate saying this because there has been some. There has been a ton of like hey that's a that's good feedback you know um from from them related to things like i mentioned like the combat stuff and and those types of things um so i think that they've been communicative i just i think that they're still kind of getting their bearings about them on how to communicate about bug fixes and stuff like that so i think as we get closer to you know more of a launcher maybe they're just using this like beta to really collect everything and they're going to do a whole, hey, thanks, we got a feedback on all this stuff. Um, this is what we're going to work on for this and so we can get it prepped for launch. That's what I would like to see. Um, I, I didn't really anticipate them making a bunch of changes during this live event. Um, so I, I just hope that they're very vocal about, hey, we heard you. We hear that these things are goofed up or whatever. We're going to work on fixing it. This is what we're going to do, yada, yada. So um, it does, it, it kind of excited me again for it. Um, I played the the last closed alpha that they did. Um, and there's been a couple things that they fixed from that. I think it was a month a month prior. Um, there's still some, sil some silly bugs. Like I, I play a dude, um, his name is Dan Golf. Um, Dan Golf the homeless. He's a uh, he's a just a giant afro, huge beard, uh, gray haired wizard. Um, but when I put a hat on, his beard goes away. So I I try to put like my my wizard hat on, um, and all my facial hair disappears. And this is a bug that's been there for a while. Like no matter what hat you put on, a helmet you put on, your facial hair disappears. It's super annoying. Um, is because it, you know, it, that's part of like completing the look of your character. Um, right. It's not necessarily a game breaking mechanic or anything like that. Like it'll be easy to fix too, you know? Yeah. From an RP perspective, like, you know, it is a, it is a open world MMORPG. Um, especially when you have things like the proximity chat, like 
you could use that stuff to be like this wizard and be like, hello, you know, but if you just look like a baby face dude with a big old cone hat on, you just look like a dork. You know what I mean? Um, so there's some things that I, I, I hope that they fix with it that they haven't fixed or addressed yet. Um, but yeah, go. Uh, any other questions about that particular game? No, I mean, you keep talking about it, so I'm going to keep asking you about it. Um, I, I well, want it to be great. That's why I keep talking about it. Like, they've disappointed me several times with just, you know, pushing it back and pushing it back. But I keep saying the same thing. Like, I'd rather them push it back than release it unfinished and just crappy. Because then it'll die and it'll never have a chance to get off the ground. So keep sure. pushing it back until it's ready. I don't care. Fuck. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Avengers is probably my. I think it might be one of my first games I've ever played a beta on. Okay. Uh, I, I, there, you know, there aren't a ton of games that I've ever been like super excited to jump into a beta or like, honestly, even in the process. And and console, I think console betas in and of themselves are a little bit newer. Um, at least when compared to like PC stuff. But, totally, hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, Avengers beta, I get to play that. The open, uh, not the open beta. It was a closed pre-order beta. It was two weeks ago played that it was a lot of fun um as far as like feedback and stuff there they basically just prompt you after you know um you know you play through a level like are you enjoying it and you get to rate it with stars i don't know what that that means like you know if i put a one star are they going to ask me like what the hell i'm talking about or are they just going to think yeah. that their game is shit but <laughs> um i mean i really didn't have many problems with it there were um who, who makes the game uh it's squares it's Square Studio, but it's their studio that did um, uh, the Tomb Raider games. Okay, okay, got it. Uh, so it's Square Enix. Crystal and... Dynamics. And... Yeah. So, um, I mean, graphically, the game is great. Um, obviously, it's got some, it had some hitches every once in a while, like, you know. Yeah, what's a beta? Or some graphics clipping, but nothing that, for to me, those things don't bother me tremendously. Like, very very seldomly do they ever happen to frequently enough in any game to take me out of it you know yeah. completely um and the stuff the same thing would happen with the beta you know i played for probably six hours not a whole whole lot of it but i got to play yeah about six hours and I, I, didn't, I didn't see anything that bothered me to the point where like i was like man i need to fix this shit um <laughs> right. you know the probably the biggest things that we we struggled with were like matchmaking stuff you know because uh, I played with my buddy, and they, we started the game at the same spot. We literally played it at the exact same time. And in order to get to the multiplayer point, you had to play through a certain part of the, of the campaign okay. that you would block that functionality. And so that kind of wasn't clear to us. Like, we thought we you could, just you know, thought play. it was broken or something? Yeah, so um, just, like, stuff like that. Nothing that was, like, you know, terribly shitty. Just, like, stuff that I wish that I would have known made it, would have made it a little bit easier for us. But um you know we didn't have a huge problem with it once we got into it and figured out the, the motion i think um probably need to fix some matchmaking stuff maybe uh, honestly for me it's add more characters add more content um the, the core gameplay was was fine um and i say fine like you know it was i guess i'll play it like yeah. it's fun enough to play it i just like i wanted more of it and i wanted i think the other big frustrating thing is because it was a it's a beta like all the progression that we made with our characters isn't getting pulled over. So right. like when everybody starts on the fourth, it's everybody starts from the same spot, which you have to replay. Yeah. But 
Um, they did give a couple things that as you unlock them, there are like two or three things that you'll that you get to unlock during the the campaign that will carry over. So it's like um like you, you earn a, a banner for your character. I was gonna say, do you get like a beta skin or something like that? Like yeah, a unique yeah, thing. Yeah. Skins and some other stuff that that get carried over. So that's kinda of cool. Kind of neat, um, yeah. you know, I, I enjoyed it and obviously I there's it's coming out, you know, next week. So yeah. They're pretty confident if they're just doing betas in August that like it's more of a it's pretty ready. We, we want people to get excited about it and play it rather than you know fix a lot of shit. Like you know you're playing um uh you know the Amazon Studios game and New World and obviously that game is coming out next year. So they're they're maybe. trying to, <laughs> yeah maybe it was supposed to come out this year. Obviously yeah. there's there's still maybe some either work that can they're, be done they're or growing they're yeah gonna grow it and that's totally fine and maybe avengers will be the same thing right but you know for the most part what i got to play there was one other open beta that was earlier i think last weekend there was an open beta where anybody could play i'm kind of glad i didn't do that one because that sounds like a fucking train wreck with just everybody getting in there do you think it was um, more like to stress test it's probably more than anything like they did uh so the there was three beta weekends there was the first beta weekend was only for i think playstation users of course <laughs> PlayStation users who did something to test out their spider-man character uh, i think it was playstation users uh, who had pre-ordered and then uh week two was uh just general pre-orders and then week three was open beta so and then this week they didn't have anything and then the game launches friday so um not for me though because amazon said nope you're gonna get your game delivered whenever we feel like it um it i i watched i watched a couple of the people that i i watch on on twitch um playing it through like the very beginning when like they first opened the game up um it looked like there was an ungodly number of pop-ups to begin the game which was silly to look at like um and then the first, I think I watched like the first five or 10 minutes of the game and I was like, this game just looks not for me. Um, so I didn't even get through the entry stuff on the bridge because it looked so, and this is why when you said it's an MMO, I was like, wait, what? Um, because it looked so like linear and I hate that. Um, where it's like, you have to do this. You have to pick up this thing to release this guy and like, Thor sounds so, super corny. You're lucky I am I think, mighty. <laughs> so I think that it's it's gonna be a weird it's gonna be weird to describe it because it definitely is an MMO, but I think it also felt like an arcade itself, game. <laughs> treats itself like it's a a single player game, right? Like I don't think it wants to I don't think it wants to set down a path where it treats itself as one or the other, because I think it wants you to be able to experience the game um the way you want to play it like do you want to play with your friends and right. get on there and smash it on a bridge or do you want to just go through and play by yourself and i think you can do either one and still have fun yeah um so from that perspective the stuff you're describing it's all very much like first level tutorial shit like right you know this are you and by the end of it which was cool i felt like i knew how to control every character okay um after that which was cool like because you play as all the four big characters you play and you have to play as Thor and Iron Man a little bit too, but you don't have to play as them in the main game, at least yet. Um, or Thor and Captain America that you don't have to play as right away. So um, so I think it's cool that 
it did it did a good job as a tutorial. It, you know, for me, it didn't bother me as much because I played through a lot of games that are tutorial pop up sure. like that. Doom is like that for you know for the first you know half of it is a lot of pop up tutorial stuff, but yeah. it didn't bother me too much. Um, so I didn't even really think about it honestly until you mentioned it. There's some QTE stuff, but nothing crazy. And I, from what I could tell from the rest of the game that I got to play in, there wasn't a lot of QTE stuff. Now, the one the one exception to that is like you know it's a it's an MMO right so you know and the the one game that I know that can draw reference to is Destiny like it's all right. um, PVE so when you, even with you're playing with your friends you're not competing against them you're going with them through the story but each level is like a kind of mini self-contained story and at the end of some of the levels it's like a zone battles, you're in a zone yeah, with a specific battles are are like any other boss battle that you would have in any other game, right? Like, you know, there's a, a big bat at the end and there are certain strategies you got to do to beat them. So it's not like Destiny where it's like, okay, we're all in this room. Here's the enemy's pattern, but we still are basically our, our goal is to shoot him, right? Like, yeah. game, it's like, you know, the enemy's going to do this. You have to dodge the attack in a certain way and like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, so that, you know, that is interesting to think about, like, how are those boss battles going to be treated when there's when you're not playing by yourself um or or, but, or when you when you are by yourself like you should get totally wrecked <laughs> um but it also sure seems scales like the level scale based on if you're playing with yeah. you know, by yourself or you're playing with a group of people so that's, good. that's cool too um my only major concern is like because because you're playing with different people all the time you're not always going to get to play as your main so you know, in certain RPGs, as you level, like if you spend your time, like I'll, I'll use this as an example because I just finished Xeno Gears, right? Right. So in Xeno Gears, um, I had kind of my three favorite people in my party that I would use to progress through the game, which meant like the other six or seven people that I could choose from in my party, I wasn't giving them a lot of love. So my thought process was when I went back to those guys, if I had to, their levels were going to be super low and I have to grind them up to get to, but they, they're the usable game, the game scales their levels appropriately to match the rest of your party they're not like right in there so like if my main guy Faye was at a level 84 you know and i hadn't played this other guy for hours he wouldn't be at an 84 but he'd be like an 80 you know 80 it, or 79 he he's not gonna be comparable be enough completely shitty right yeah so i hope that that happens like you know as i level up you know, if I if I main Iron Man, right, and he's my guy that I play with for, you know, 16 hours, that my Hulk, who I haven't touched in, you know, a week, isn't going to be sitting at a level one, because that would be really shitty. I have to play a level one Hulk while everybody else is. Yeah, especially if you're in a group like that. Yeah, that would suck. But I'm so excited for it. Um, I'm interested to hopefully get some chance to play it this week, this coming weekend, um, if I get it yeah. on Saturday, hopefully. Um, and then the last game we'll talk about is one we've both been playing, which is Rogue Company. So mm. uh, Rogue Company is a free-to-play game. Mm. Right now, did you have to buy to play it? Uh, I think I got like a random $10 credit on the Epic Store. Um, okay. And I think I paid like 3 bucks for it or 4 bucks or whatever the difference was um, to get the Founders thing, the you know, or whatever the $15 version of it was. Um, so I, I, yeah, I paid for it, but I didn't pay much for it, I guess. Um, but yeah. So what are your thoughts? Um, so for me, 
those types of games are not games that I typically play. Um, like I've I've never really played CS:GO. Um, I, I played it a little bit, like a couple of times. Um, Valorant, I it's not. I mean, it, I played it. Um, it's just not my kind of game. Uh, it's Valorant is a little too slow in my opinion. Like I just I just don't like that. I prefer to run and sprint around like I do in COD. Um, but, uh, this game felt like a nice mix. Um, there wasn't like a bunch of ridiculous abilities that were hindering my vision on everything. Um, it just felt more realistic. It it took me a little bit to get used to it and I'm still kind of getting used to it because it's, especially when I go from playing games like, you know, Star Wars, The Old Republic, MMORPG, and then switch over to something like that. I usually get my ass kicked for the first match or two. Um, but, uh. Like it, once you kind of get the feel for it, uh, I I actually really enjoyed playing it. Now I will say, and you know I think that maybe you'll expand on this a little bit more. Um, I've almost exclusively played it with a group of three other people um, that I know, or at least two people, and I've con- I've got either a Discord call open or an Xbox you know app call open with them, and we're constantly communicating and and you know we're doing that, and it's just you know you know, my boys and we're having a blast um, and we're shit talking and we're just having a good time. Um, I played it solo twice and I was just mad the whole time. Like I just, I just didn't like it. Um, like either people just aren't communicating at all um, or you just don't know what the hell they're doing or they say they're going to go one way and they just don't, they, they just, uh, I don't like that. I like playing with my my people that I know I can talk to and that that I know know how to play the game, um, and that that part was really fun for me. Beyond that, probably not. <laughs> what about we, you? Yeah, uh, we had polar opposite experiences because yeah. I exclusively played without knowing anybody because I played on Switch, and uh, I didn't and even I know it was see- on Switch. That that amazes me to be honest with you. Yeah. I didn't think uh, it would be a Switch game. Yep. So I played on Switch, and Switch is pretty abhorrent when it comes to uh, its online chat in, in and of itself. But there's been a couple of games, like I you know Fortnite, you can play without like using the Switch app. You can just chat through uh, through the Fortnite game. Hmm. So I wonder. I, I don't know if uh, if Rogue Company is in the same boat. I, I would like hope open that it mic is. or something, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't play with anybody that I knew because uh, I don't know anybody else who's playing it. Honestly, uh, I'm not surprised that it can it's on switch i'm more surprised that it's on switch because it's not really the kind of game that drives for it. right but like fortnite apparently is pretty popular on the switch um there's Fort- some other games that are similar to that that like dauntless um i played a little bit on switch as well so there there is a niche for that type of game on that on the platform um so it's not crazy out of this world to think that um that it, it, it has a home and a potential life on switch and you know, we mentioned earlier too. I think before we started the podcast, that it is a cross-platform, so um, that may open up things too. Like I could potentially jump in. I don't know. If, I don't know how it would work, but I could potentially jump in and play with you and your group. Yeah. Uh, if you're playing on PC, which would be cool. Um, but I, I enjoyed it too. Um, it's one of those games that like I'm not great at online games. You know, in general, especially shooters. Like I, I like playing them, but I'm not good at them. It takes so it, it takes like, a while for the skill. Yeah. Yeah, I always feel like I'm dragging down the group. Uh, every once in a while, I'll get a kill, and I'm just excited if I get a couple couple kills in a match. Like, you, <laughs> you know, if that. I'm on a, 
you know, has a, has a couple people that are, that are better than me. That makes me feel good. Cause that means I don't have to carry the team because I can't, I won't be able to carry the team, uh, but I definitely enjoyed it. Um, I'm looking forward to what they do. Cause you know, right now it's pretty limited with, you know, your character choices and stuff like that. Um, I think graphically it looks pretty good on the switch. I haven't yeah. seen what it looks like on the other consoles, but you know, looks for being great a on game, PC, <laughs> looks, uh, you know, it, you know, I played it pretty much in handheld exclusively. I played a couple times connected to the TV. Nothing really changed there. Um, you know, for me, it was just a little repetitive. That was probably my only gripe with it. Like, not a lot there, of map choices. Really only one game mode that I know of, um, or two. maybe there's two. There's yeah, just there's like two. the you know, free for all, and then you can play the, you know, the command control type thing. And then right. you've got um, the music. It they play Run the Jewels as in the music, which is like it's cool, but it's like man, it's like I turn I turn the, I turn the music off. Yeah. yeah, just play something else, man. Yeah. Uh, give me a couple other. I got other Spotify games. playing in the background. <laughs> but uh, I enjoyed it. Um, I, I I'd be curious to see what it looks like when it opens up to become free to play, um, and more people out there. But uh, I think we should hook up. That'd be cool to play. I, I'd be cool to cool to see how it is when you're playing with people who aren't total mutants. Uh, but all in all, I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, that's my second beta game that I played on console. So twice this month, I got to experience playing games in beta uh, on console, which is a, a new thing for me as an experienced console gamer, not playing a lot on PC. Um, but what about the audience? Like, you know, this is something we wanted to engage with our, our people, our listeners. Um, since Steve and I are both uh getting into some of these game betas and looking forward to some other game betas coming out what are some of the game betas that you the audience are interested in uh leave us a comment in the youtube chat on the chat uh in the youtube comments below yep. and then we're also going to be working on some new ways that we can interact with you as our audience um potentially looking at things like adding a phone number that you can call in and leave voicemails or adding a, a way for you to comment on the website and let us know about topics you want us to cover or let us uh, know what you think about what, what topics we're talking about every week on the podcast. Um, so that was uh, something that we want you guys to look forward to because, um, you know, we want to grow the audience. We want people to engage with us and talk to us about the bullshit that we're talking about. Cause otherwise it's just, you know, two to three people on a podcast talking to each other for right. an hour and a half. And that's not always the most fun. So um, anyways, that's our last topic for today. Um, Steve, any closing thoughts you wanted to uh, leave before we uh, close down shop? Uh, no, I mean just you know, like like what Jeff said, you know, we're we're excited to potentially look at some new things and new ways to kind of engage the community. Um, you know, we we do have you know our social media that we use. So if you're not already following us on you know Twitter or Instagram, uh, it's uh, at Modern Gamer USA, uh, and same thing on on Facebook. Um, so if you're not following us there, definitely, you know, reach out to us there, drop a like if you, you know, if you like the content, uh, we, we'd love to engage with you guys on the community or, you know, as far as the community is concerned there, um, you know, at the very least, so we can, uh, get an idea of, you know, what you like, what you'd want us to talk about, um, and, uh, just get to know you. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's really all I got. Thank you guys for hanging out. Thanks for watching. Now it's time to go poop. <laughs> right on. Oh, my God.